You're listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast with me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you build confidence, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in a relentless pursuit of what you want most in life. In this episode number 83, I'm going to bring you into 2019, like I said, with another vital skill. If you want to implement my personal branding business plan, or if you just want to network with power, then you need to explain what you do in under 30 seconds. And that is difficult because what most people do is when I ask them, what do they do? They'll have, there's one of two answers. One is that it's a very simple answer is, oh, I work for this company. And that's usually the sign of an employee. But when we get into the entrepreneurial route, you have someone who says, oh, well, I um, do some social media. I um, have a part-time job here. I'm kind of working on this book. And also, I'm building this course. And, you know, a lot of a lot of different stuff is going on. A lot of irons in the fire. And I, myself, am guilty of doing something like this. Unfortunately, this is just common when you're, when you're in the entrepreneurial world realm there's just so much i mean i know like there's just so much going on in my life it's hard to sum it up in under 30 seconds it's hard to sum it up in just a couple sentences that's really all that you have you do not have time time is not on your side so since the goal is brevity then we need to respond accordingly because the shorter it is the better it will be Now, of course, if the actual content sucks, of course it won't be better. But that is our goal. Our goal is to make it as short as possible. So always keep that in mind and say, well, I do a lot of stuff. I need to fit it in. I'm going to go on for five minutes about what I do. No, that makes for a terrible introduction. You need your elevator pitch. Not even an elevator pitch. You need what I call the what do you do pitch to let people know succinctly what you do. So if I'm going to a networking event, uh, I will first, I, 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 someone I think would be very easy to talk to. And oftentimes it's the person just closest to me when I walk in, uh, make eye contact with them. Oftentimes it's someone who's sitting alone, who's maybe trying to get someone to talk to because they're desperate to talk to someone. If someone's sitting alone, they want to talk to someone so bad. If you approach them, it's going to be super easy to talk to them. So I'll do I'll do that, right? Or I'll have if I know someone there, I'll have them introduce me to people. It depends on the situation. But let's say that I see someone sitting alone or or I see an empty seat next to someone if they're at a long table. I'll go, take my seat, turn to that person and say, "Oh, hi, I'm Luke." Shake their hand and they say, "Oh, I'm hi, I'm so and so." Then of course, I ask the question first. I always try to ask the question first. I try to be first so that way I will, I don't, and I don't want to, and, and this is the part, you know, in confidence, in networking, that it's not manipulation. I'm not trying to say like, oh, it seems like I'm nice. Like, yeah, I'm like, it, it is all genuine, but I want to make sure that it shows through. I want to I make sure that my natural role just, I don't know, positivity shines through. And so I don't want to be afraid to do things first. And that just creates a lot of good stuff because then it really, it makes them really easy to to respond. So if they're nervous, they know exactly what to say. There's no guessing for them. It makes a very good experience for them. So that way they will remember you in a more positive light. It's about shining your qualities and making them shine. Well, all your good qualities. You want to work on your bad qualities and you want to improve them. 
But so I'm always I'm always try to ask first. So what? So what do you do? You know, have you been here before? Uh, that's another one. It depends. Usually, if they are much older and they have that look in their eye, like oh, what what's a kid like you doing here? Then I'll then I'll will be more gentle in my introduction. Say something like oh. Well, how um have you been here before? How long? And kind of ask them about the group in general and then move to what do they do? When I start with something like this, oftentimes they'll ask first because they cannot hold back. And see, that's another little psychological thing is that I build up the demand within them to know, you know, who is this kid? Why is he here? Because um, oftentimes, you know, when I'm talking with someone who's like 60, um, I am very much a kid to them. And that, you know, that's okay. You know, you know, if you've been in business that long, if you've been doing what you do for that long, you know, you have all the right to see me as a kid. Um, just don't treat me like one. <laughs> and so I want to use these different psychological tactics to build up the suspense, to give a bigger payoff when I do say what I do, because a lot of people are pretty impressed. Because they're like, oh, you look young, and, and I look younger than I even am. So that that has its pros and cons along with it. And so usually when it's that situation, they'll ask first. Um, but let's just go back. Let's just go back to the simpler situation, right? I ask someone, oh, what do you do? You know, because at a networking event, that's what you're there for. They'll give their answer. Usually it'll take a while um, unless unless they've been unless they know what they're doing and you can spot those people and you don't want to mess around with those people you don't want if someone that gives you a nice succinct answer they're clearly on point they know how to communicate that puts even more pressure on you to respond likewise and maybe even up the ante a little bit now it shouldn't be a comp competition but you should want some qualities that they admire and respect from you that's going to help the relationship grow is you seeing different qualities within them that you admire and you respect and you want to kind of achieve and them having the same view. Otherwise, it'll become more of like a mentor mentee situation. And that puts a lot of burden on the mentor. And that's just not something someone doesn't want to be a mentor for someone they just met. You know, that's usually not how it works. And let, I mean, if you're looking for a mentor, great, but build the relationship first, show them what you've got. So finally, it's down to it. You're at, what do you do? And you should know exactly what to say. You should have the entire thing memorized. And now when things change, um, then you need to adapt accordingly. For example, when I was doing my networking, I don't know, campaign, uh, that's what, how I thought of it. I did it last year for my marketing firm. And so it was very easy to, to say what I did because I was there for a very singular reason. I was there and I said, oh, I uh, co-founded a marketing firm and we serve small businesses and some nonprofits. And that was really, it was easy, right? It was really easy to say. And they go, oh, wow, really? You know, that was usually responsive. I'm like, yeah, I started with a friend of mine. And then I go into detail about how it started and what we do. Usually that they will give you credence and leeway to talk more. But don't let, don't do it. Don't take that initiative yourself. Let them give it to you. Because what's happening is that, you want them invested. You want them to ask for it. You want them to want to know more about you. So by creating a hook, 
that's the, you know that's, that's what the getting your speech is is something that wants them to learn more. And so by saying something pretty astounding and saying, oh, yeah, I, I started a marketing firm and we serve a bunch of, you know, local s- small businesses, market, um, nonprofits, and even even uh, a couple colleges, that's really impressive for someone who views me as a kid. Now, if you're not owning you know, your 20s, if you're maybe a little bit older and you don't look so kid-like, then you you can't impress someone just by your appearances. You need, you, you need to give a little bit extra. And that's just a benefit of being young in this business and in the networking world is because people are automatically impressed that you're there. It makes it so much easier. And so I always advise getting out there as young as possible. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, <laughs> with, with some kind of restraints. But, you know, getting out there, meeting people, because the younger you are, the more you'll stick out to them. And the more they'll remember you and the more they'll want to learn more about you, the more everyone will want to learn more about you. It was it, it got to a point in marketing in uh, networking groups, one in particular, where everyone kind of wanted to meet with me. I'm not trying to say that in a bragging way, but just to give you a hint at what effective communication, at what a good hook, at what a good appearance can portray because it got to the point where I was trying to walk out of the networking meeting because it was over and someone stopped me. I'm like, I've been trying to get to talk to you the whole time. Just everyone's been talking to you and I proceeded to have an hour long pitch for a social media campaign for this person. And so that's what's going to present. You know, if you present yourself well, you have a good hook of I have done this. And then, of course, then I'll leak information and go, oh, I got started in uh, I got started with a mental health um, initiative that I started. And yeah, I actually go speaking around the country on this and they go, Whoa, what really? I'm like, yeah. And, I, and I've done some coaching, um, for people with, so, with social media, with, with marketing, with, with public speaking, with confidence. And that was my pitch. I, uh, that was really what I was focused on was building up the marketing firm. And I did, and it worked. And now with this new year, I have a new goal and my new goal is to mainly focus on my mental health initiative. That's what I'm really focused on growing with this personal brand podcast falling into second. You know, not far second, but you know, a close second because it's just not something that, first of all, is really right for a networking event. And it's it, it's a lot harder to sell. Saying that I uh, teach um, communication that I teach confidence is a lot harder to sell on a networking group rather than saying, oh, I run this mental health initiative. Here's what you can do to support it. It's a lot easier to be actionable with it. And so that's really where I'm focusing on. In fact, right before this podcast, I was starting to build my new pitch because I'm getting back into networking. I have some networking events scheduled, especially once I get this ridiculous mop of haircut. Uh, I can't go anywhere with this thing. And so I am in the process of rebuilding it. And so right now, um, what I have is that when someone asks me what I do, I say, I run You Can't Be Erased. It's a mental health initiative. And I go around the country speaking to schools, events, and really anywhere that will have me. And usually that will spark the conversation. Oh, wow. How did you get into this? And then I go into um, a sanitized version of my story. Saying, well, I went through, you know, serious depression as a kid. And this has inspired me 
to turn around and help others who suffered from me because I didn't realize that one in four of my peers were dealing with clinical depression. And obviously that was a little clunky. Yes, I get it. Um, it's I'm, I'm getting back into it. I'm working on it. So that's the other part of this is that you are going to want to try different things. You're going to want to see what sticks and what doesn't. And in fact, what I recommend is having three different pitches when you go to any single marketing um, networking event. Any, any, really anywhere. You want three different pitches ready. So that way, if someone, and, and I will. So let's say like if someone seems to be more appropriate that I talk to them about this podcast, then I'll say, oh, I help people communicate with confidence through a mental health initiative, through a podcast, and through courses and eBooks. I'll do that instead because it'll seem better, right? It'll seem, it'll seem more right for the person. And so I want to finally, I want to help you distill you in to a 30 second pitch now one thing right keep it simple no one cares about all the little things that are going on in your life right now it doesn't matter unless it's a really funny twist at the end it doesn't matter so like if you like fixing up cars in your spare time but you what you really do is you um have a you know SaaS business like selling an actual uh digital product you could say like, oh, I, 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 I um, own this company. It creates this product. And in my spare time, I tinker with cars. I don't know. That was a really bad pitch. Something like that, right? Work on it. Write it down. Memorize it. This is something that you will want memorized. And so that is one way, right? One method is saying what you do. And then if you want to throw a little twist on it. The other way is the rule of threes is saying, oh, I do this, which does this and this, or I do this and this and this. Um, the goal is to make one thing that stands out. You want one thing that sticks out to them that they ask more about. You want it to sound intriguing. And so don't give the whole story. Leave part of it out. Um, you notice, like with, with my pitch, is say, oh, I run a mental health initiative, go speaking around the world. I give no explanation how that started, I give no explanation of my story. I give no explanation of how, you know, how this all came about and what it looks like and the impact it has. I leave all that out because they immediately want to know. They want to know how someone does all this, especially someone, right, from the eyes of, you know, the typical person in a networking group, someone as young as you doing this, that's great, you know, that's basically what I get, I'm like, well, actually, you know, I'm 22, I'm not, you know, I started this at 17, they're like, oh, 17, I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 and so, it, you, you want to play your advantage as well, for one, my, one of my advantages is that I'm young, and so I play it, and I use it, because it's one of my advantages and people are impressed by the fact that I'm young. And so because of that, I am going to use it. So basically let them ask questions. Leave your, whatever you say, open to questions. You want people to ask questions. You want people to get more and more invested because there's two psychological principles that are going on right now. When you give something short and you leave something out, this creates um, this want for completion. You know, almost like a tick that humans have is that we want something to be completed. Um, you've probably seen 
You, I mean, if, if you're in this space, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen those videos talking about this. It's probably nothing new to you. But just to sum it up, it's basically like going dun, 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 dun. And then just leaving and keep on walking and then just keep on, you know, talking and just leave it. And then for some of you, depending on how OCD you are, you want me to complete that last two notes. And I won't. And just to give you a hint of, see, see. And then as it builds and as I talk about it and as it kind of dwells in your mind, you probably want to hear it more and more and more and more. And so that's that's the kind of want, right, that you get out of leaving something out purposefully, something juicy, something that explains what you just said. If you give the whole story, all of a sudden they have the whole story and they're not as invested in talking to you. The other thing is that when you they, you ask what they do, most likely... 95% of the time, they will hand you a business card. Take the business card, look at it, comment about it. You can say, oh, wow, I love I love the design. You could say, oh, I, I don't know, something about it. You know, usually commenting about the design is a safe way to go. Um, say something about their logo, say something about their company name, you know, something, you know, just say something about it. When they ask you what you do, you do not hand them the business card. Make them either ask for it or give it when you t- when you give the close of yeah let's schedule a time to talk hand them the business card if you hand them the business card early on in the conversation number one they're gonna put it away and they're gonna forget about it it's probably still gonna happen but at least you you up your chances you get to the end of the conversation or when you maybe you're moving on I don't know what when when the time is appropriate whether whether it's at the end or whether it's farther into the conversation where you're no longer introducing yourselves where you're just chatting about things then it probably be uh, um, important to hand them the business card but usually I like to wait till the very end of the conversation I hand them the business card so it's right there in their hands and I say Let's schedule a time to talk. Here's my number. Um, I'll I'll give you you know I'll give you a call. Give me a call. We'll set something up. That should that's the close. That's always the close when it comes to networking. It's not to sell the product. The close is to talk later, and give them a reason for it. I love to talk to you more about what you just talked about, what you were talking about this whole time, and so. During this time, you pitch yourself, and then you should have your other pitches ready. And the reason why you have your other pitches ready is because as you talk more and more, they're going to ask more and more about you. And then is the opportunity to use another pitch. So if I'm talking about this, and I'm talking about my mental health initiative or mental health project, whatever you want to call it, and I'm talking about you can't be erased, and then then the conversation shifts, and... They and I and I mentioned, oh yeah, and I you know do con- some consulting on the side, and they go, oh really? Boom, Luke Maxwell consulting pitch. Yes, oh yeah, I do social media, web design, advertising for a number of nonprofits, schools. I'm even working um with a big construction company actually right now. It's really great, you know, something like that that shows the breadth of my knowledge and the credibility and saying you know naming one of my top clients and not naming so to say but you know talking about describing one of my top clients that's very impressive and so that's why you should have other pitches ready i'll have a pitch for the podcast i'll have a pitch for my coaching i'm ready to talk and yes 
I'm going to follow my own advice and work on them for the new year to really adequately, not adequately, effectively, adequately, effectively explain what I do um, with my current goals and movement in mind. And so I want to sum it all up for you, wrap it all up to help you remember um, one of the principles of public speaking, just to remind you all, is that have several pitches ready. What they should do is they should explain one key factor of what you do on a daily basis of what your goals are with maybe secondary factors, maybe a joke. Leave room for them to ask. Leave something mysterious. Leave something unsaid so that way they have to ask for it and all of a sudden you have a conversation they're invested in. Use your advantages accordingly. If you're young, use that. Impress them with the fact that you're doing what you're doing while you're this age uh, if you have you know whatever whatever you have use it to your advantage it's part of you and it's part of what can really impress people and then finally keep the conversation going don't be too eager with your business card give it to them at the end so that it's more likely that they'll actually use it and remember it instead of just forgetting that it's in a pocket somewhere and and use your pitches throughout the conversation So really hone in and try to move them towards where you think that they should go. So if all of a sudden I'm sensing, oh, this person is going to be a great coaching prospect, I'll shift the conversation towards my coaching. And of course, I'm asking about them and I'm finding out, you know, what I can do for them and what they can do for me. That's the whole purpose of networking is to find out what you can do for each other and making that connection, forming that relationship. And then of course, The goal is to explain yourself, leave enough mystery in order to get a follow-up meeting. You want a follow-up meeting that you can explain more about what you can do for them in. And of course, that's when you actually pitch whatever you're selling. So I hope that was helpful to you. You find show notes and more. The personal branding business plan for free at the communicate with confidence podcast.com. I have a new show coming up for you this Wednesday. I'm trying something different. I would love your feedback on it. So this Wednesday, mark your calendars. I'm trying something new that I'm really excited for. That's been in the works for a little bit. And I'm really happy with how, how, how I, I kind of organized it and got it settled. So This Wednesday, it's going to be great. And then this Saturday, I have an amazing video in store for you. Something I I, I can't wait. I absolutely cannot wait for. So a lot of cool stuff coming up. This has been Luke. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of, oh, it's halfway through January already. Do what you love. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things. (laughs) 